When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to NFT Nation, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. I'm your host, Michael Wheeler, here with my co-host, Alex Ferguson. What's going on? And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the most recent NFT and crypto news for the final week of December. And before we get started, we're going to go over the current uh the Bitcoin and crypto chart for this week. And for this week, we have Bitcoin not doing too bad. Um, it's only up like barely a percent, but we'll take it. Uh, Ethereum's up around 4% this week, which is always good to see. Binance Coin is down barely, but much better than last week. Solana's actually up 10% this week, which, you know, Ooh. it's great to see. Because I know, I know uh, Alex likes that one. Um, Cardano up about half a percent, which I like since I'm a uh, investor in that. And XRP up around 9%, which is really good because it's really been on a uh, downward spiral lately. And also, there's two that have uh, come out of the woodwork. Terra Luna is up 50% this week. Whoa. And, and Avalanche is up around 40%. That's so crazy. obviously, it has uh, been a big week for some of these altcoins. Especially uh, for Avalanche and Luna, if in, if uh, anyone in the audience is uh, an investor in those, feel free to uh, contact us and we'll give you a shout out for all your gains. And Wow, good job for investing on that. But if uh, well, we should get started on this uh, NFT and crypto news, Alex, would you like to start? Yeah, so my first news article is China mining Bitcoin underground. So... Um, China actually used to be the highest, um, used to have the highest hash rate, which is like kind of how fast you mine Bitcoin. Yeah. And um, just not recently, but like the, this past year, China's been cracking down on miners. And so, and then in September, they finally banned it completely. And so people are still mining. And what they've done is they started spreading out their miners like across, like, around where they live and they do that because uh they figured out that china actually tracks their power grid which means uh they could see how much power is going where and when they see a high density of power usage they kind of assume and they kind of investigate that and they're like and then they figure out someone's mining and then another way that they're combating that is they're downsizing so a lot of people that used to have these a lot of miners and now they're just cutting them like more than half of their um of what they have and then others they're just moving to different countries like i know a lot of them are moving to neighboring countries or Mm -hmm. uh there's actually there's actually been a lot i saw some on instagram about this how a lot of chinese miners are actually shipping all of their miners to the u.s because it's more profitable here yeah they go to the u.s crazy yeah and the and 
China used to have, or they well, they still do. Uh, China has twenty percent of all Bitcoin miners in the world. Yeah. So that's that's a big percentage. Yeah. I mean, before like it's obviously communist China, so they try to control everything. But especially before they、uh, cracked down on Bitcoin mining, they had one of the highest hash rates in the entire world, if not the highest. Yeah, they、And、had the crazy, highest. It's crazy. Yeah, if you see a.、Uh, Like hash rate chart of China, you can just see it slowly go down all the way to pretty much zero because the、uh, government banned it. And this is just—I mean, great as a great—it's great thing for Americans because you know it's always good to have just、uh, people come into the U.S. to create new business, and it kind of shows you what people will do to like make more Bitcoin because they believe in it so much. So that's always、yeah. good to see. Yeah, and then this is just an estimate, but it's estimated that 109,000 mining IPs are still located in, in China today. That's crazy. So, yeah, so people are still、uh, trying their hardest to mine as much Bitcoin as they can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope、uh, none of the people get、uh, found out because they'll probably face some heavy penalties. But you know what? That's communist China. They should just come to the U.S. already. Yeah, and.、Uh, <laughs> The news, I guess, the article they、um, interviewed a guy that is a miner in China, and he said,、uh, "Quote: We never know to what extent our government will try to crack down to wipe us out." So, I mean, China's obviously、yeah. trying very hard、yeah. to wipe out these miners. Yeah, you never really know what can happen with them. Like, literally, I think Jack Ma, like the like the.、Uh... Guy who created Alibaba, pretty much like the Amazon of China. Like they, the government literally made him disappear because he was becoming famous, <laughs> which is like it shows you to the extent of what the government will do. But it's crazy. And, yeah, and it's it's weird because、uh, their government actually mines、uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, it's weird. It's just they want to control everything, and it's just they hate their citizens, I guess. But、uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um. To、uh, keep going on the crypto route, for my first story, it's a、uh, Tesla's、uh, to accept Dogecoin for merch. So、uh, Elon Musk tweeted out uh, that uh, they're going to start accepting Dogecoin for merch, which is actually pretty funny, since Elon Musk like went on Saturday Night Live and expressed his,、uh, I guess you could say, love for Dogecoin. <laughs> But、uh, in a Time Magazine interview. Um, Elon Musk said, "Even though Dogecoin was created as a silly joke, it is much better suited for transactions than Bitcoin is. Because, like, if you follow the Bitcoin,、um, like, kind of, like, how it works, really, like, if you follow it, how, like, follow how it works, it, uh, it's a great store of value. But for, especially for transactions, it's not really that、uh, practical because." Fundamentally, Bitcoin is not a good substitute for like a tra、uh, traditional currency, like Dogecoin is. Even though Dogecoin is a joke, Bitcoin's more like digital gold because it, it can be—it's、uh, like a store of value. But especially for something like Dogecoin, it's able to support more transactions at a faster pace, unlike Bitcoin. And the volume size of Dogecoin is more than Bitcoin, even though Bitcoin's obviously <laughs> much more valuable. Yeah, but it's kind of. Even though this is probably a joke on Elon Musk's part, because you know he just loves、uh, joking with people and just manipulating the market, but <laughs> it's just it's good to see that at least he's accepting some type of crypto, even though it's for Tesla merch. I mean, it's still being exchanged. It, 
I sold on my Dogecoin a, m- a couple months back, but uh, if I was a Dogecoin holder, I'd be pretty excited for this. And uh, it's actually funny because Dogecoin spiked over 20% uh, to 21 cents after Elon Musk tweeted this. And it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, it's just, it just, he's, he, I guess Elon's trying to give te- uh, Dogecoin a use, but, you know, you can't really, you can't really give something a use that was started as a joke, but you never know. Yeah. Anything can happen. He's making it work, though. So. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if Elon Musk had millions of dollars worth of Dogecoin just because it's Elon and he's just trying to make more money. But you know what? I'll take it. Just to get yeah. more crypto, just get more use case for crypto, I'll take it. And uh, just a little bit info about Tesla merch. It's um, like uh, Elon Musk never really said what merch will, like, will be allowed to be bought with Dogecoin. But uh, Tesla sells mainly novelty items like belt buckles, miniature models of vehicles, and the uh, uh, company recently made a Cyber Whistle, which is a miniature replica of the Cybertruck, which is a whistle. That's so, like, funny. it's all kind of it kind of fits in with the Dogecoin model because it's kind of like Dogecoin's a joke, the merch is a joke. Like Elon Musk made the Kila once. I mean, it's all kind of just kind of like a joke, and these merch items can range anywhere from fifty dollars to nineteen hundred dollars. So, yeah, it's not like it's a crazy thing. Like, you're need people aren't going to spend millions of dollars worth of dogecoin on stuff on stuff but it's just cool to see uh, yeah. a use case for dogecoin and like just one last little fun fact um a tweet from musk can send the price of dogecoin coin soaring and uh as it did when he <laughs> um he can also make it tumble he can also pretty much make dogecoin tank because when he was on saturday night live he called bitcoins or he called a uh, dogecoin selling a hustle which pretty uh i remember watching that live and uh, Dogecoin tanked like thirty percent during the show, so I'm just I I, I uh, sold all my Dogecoin around the Saturday Night Live stuff. So at least I got out. If there's probably people in the audience that still hold Dogecoin, I uh, support y'all and keep going. Yeah. So to keep on the crypto news, uh, Jackson, Tennessee, to become the first U.S. city to add Bitcoin as their payroll option. Ooh, so that's cool. Yeah, so I remember you talking about this in a past episode, I believe. And um, I believe that this will just cause a large spike in Bitcoin interest. Just when people see that they're able to do that, I feel like they'll just Oh, cause... yeah, it was um the New York mayor taking Bitcoin That's right. That's for right. payment. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I just feel like this will cause a lot of traffic in, to research Bitcoin. And yeah. It, I mean, yeah, just keep going, sorry. Yeah, so the request uh, for the proposal just went into play, and they believe that it will be early as next year, as in 2022, that it could be um, actually implemented. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just like another use case for Bitcoin. And even though some people may not believe in Bitcoin because it doesn't have much use case, but the thing about Bitcoin, other than different current, other than different cryptocurrencies, is that Bitcoin's a store of value. You're not gonna like update that you're not gonna like uh make nfts on the bitcoin blockchain that's just not what bitcoin is bitcoin was made to be just like a currency off of the dollar and that that is controlled by no one and ethereum's like a platform if that makes sense so yeah uh, you obviously there's reasons to be bullish on both but especially for something like this these people are getting paid in bitcoin it would be the same as getting paid in like dollars because it's a store of value and 
and if you believe in like the future bitcoin the future is like if you believe in the in gold you should believe in bitcoin because they're both a store of value so it's just good to see a new story like that yeah would you want to get paid in bitcoin uh yeah i believe so i would i wouldn't i don't think i would take my entire salary in bitcoin yeah i wouldn't because, either you know it would just uh we're at the current we're not at the current state where it's so easily like transferable yeah like but i would definitely be i would definitely look into taking like 25 percent of my paycheck in bitcoin yeah, like i'd definitely. be perfectly fine with that and it's, it's crazy to see like I, there's been a bunch of players that do that it may be only like one or two checks for like a month's pay in bitcoin but it's just good to see that more people are getting into it yeah for sure um for my second story just to get up back on the uh, nft track we know we are nft podcast uh this story is about adidas it, their first nft drop made them 23 million dollars wow so they did a collaboration with the board ape yacht club and if you've uh seen uh our instagram i've been posting about adidas's collab which is crazy that they're uh, getting into it. But over the weekend, uh, Adidas's first NFT effort was made, uh, made them over $23 million uh, in Ethereum, obviously, because it it's an NFT. But from, they made, fi- five, uh, oh, I can't talk today. They made $15.5 million in the early access phase, and they made $7.5 million in the general sales, which is pretty crazy that they made even more money in the private, uh, act in the early access because that shows how many people uh, wanted to be on the wait list. And it's just crazy to see um, like in, like big brands like Adidas get into something like NFTs. But, you know, it's obviously not all smooth sailing with NFTs. And there was a few problems with the NFT drop. Like at the start, Adidas had to halt early transactions due to a technical glitch. But, uh, once, it, but once it fixed it, uh, I mean once it fixed it it got on the road and everyone got their nfts that were on the wait list but um however it proved that there's an audience for the nft collaboration even though there was like a little uh, mishap at the beginning it just kind of shows that there is a reason for it and people want it especially if you do anything with the board api club there's going to be an audience for it just because yeah. there's, it's such a there's... big uh it's such a big like nft yeah. collection but um for the future for uh adidas and nfts uh, more sales like this could pad Adidas's bottom line, which could tend them or lead them to do even more NFT drops. And it also, like, the hype for NFTs is kind of like hype for sneakers, so it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, Adidas knows how to advertise for, like, hyping up a sneaker, so it's kind of makes sense for them to hype up an NFT. It's pretty much yeah. the same thing. I mean, there's so there's many people that buy, that, there's so many people that buy shoes and do nothing with them and just let them sit there so like those same people would buy an nft you know what i mean yeah it's the same type of idea yeah and like adidas isn't even uh isn't only getting into nfts they're also getting into the metaverse like with the board api club they did a couple videos and they 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 actually bought land in like decentraland which is a metaverse Mm. platform which is also good to see and uh one last thing about this about this uh news story is that there's actually some competition between brands, just like you see uh, Nike and Adidas go at it with like athletic wear and shoes and all that. Nike actually acquired a virtual sneaker and a crypto collectible company called <laughs> this. This name is weird. It's, it's literally just RTFKT. That's the brand, and it's it's kind of like it's it's weird. It's weird to think that okay that that uh, 
analogy means nothing. It's just a bunch of letters. But the uh, company pretty much makes like uh, augmented reality sneakers and like kind of just like virtualized clothes, if that makes sense. And uh, like skins. Yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> similar. Yeah, kind of similar to that, but it's more augmented reality. Like it's kind of like um putting shoes on someone like with your phone if that makes sense you understand what yeah. i mean kind of like kind of like a snapchat filter some yeah. stuff like that but uh this is always this is good to see because this is competition in the market we love competition competition creates innovation competition makes stuff popular so uh like the more competition in the market the better adidas is gonna have to work to uh, get customers so it's always good to see competition like this and i'm uh, excited for what the future holds for them yeah for sure so my final um, news story is that Bill Gates says most virtual meetings will move to the metaverse within three years. I I see this being extreme. I see it being under three years, but I see this oh, extremely yeah. I, realistic. I, 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 yeah, I mean, we were just we were stuck in Zoom for a year yeah. and a half. So yeah, so pretty much already in it. Just like Zoom, yeah. But schools during the pandemic could have really like taken advantage of the metaverse. And then also, I thought uh, doctor visits. Uh, oh yeah, like telehealth stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like telehealth and doctor visits. I feel like that could be really take advantage of the metaverse technology. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I've been on the telehealth before. Like, obviously, it's new for a bunch of like older people that have never used Zoom before. But like, it's just gonna come like a common occurrence, especially for people that are like aren't deathly ill. They're just kind of like sick. Yeah. Like, okay, let me just get on a Zoom call with my doctor and talk to him for 10 minutes instead of taking two hours out of your day to drive to the hospital, if that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, he said that they would use headsets, so full VR headsets, and you'll be able to see everyone and have a meeting with them. That's actually so cool. Yeah, I I'm, I would 100% be so excited to see that. Like, if you're just in a job and then you got to hop on a... Yeah metaverse call <laughs> oh yeah that'd be so cool just have like a boring boring business we need to just hop on a little just hop on a call yeah with like a little headset that'd be sick and just talk to everyone yeah, yeah. i think that'd be really cool Ex- and then go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. so and another thing i was thinking of like this is far into the future but like think about if there were holograms and you were all just like looking at each other just that without, would be so cool you're with, like you're actually there but you're not yeah and you could just see everyone without headsets and it's i just that just popped in my head i thought that yeah was crazy. i mean they're, they're like the few there's so much to do or there's so much like potential with the metaverse it's crazy yeah. and especially someone like bill gates i think he's one of like top three richest people in like the world yeah, so like, seeing him be like oh yeah meta like metaverse meetings will be yeah in two or three years I'm like, holy, yeah, this is the time to get in. This is the time to understand what's going on. And he runs a huge company, Microsoft, which they literally could just make a Microsoft metaverse. And yeah. there's already Microsoft uh, Teams, I think, which is similar yeah, to Zoom. Teams. So pretty much just make just make Teams like <laughs> uh, virtual reality and boom, you're done. Yep. Yeah, that, that's, that, that was a perfect story. Just like kind of incorporate the kind of like incorporate the metaverse into real life and stuff but for my final story mine is all about the pga tour and how they're making nfts similar to the uh, nba 
and the PGA Tour NFTs set to become the latest revenue stream for players and the tour. So pretty much PGA is getting ready to release its own series of NFTs. Uh, they're very similar to the uh, NBA's Top Shot, which are just videos and highlights of like the NBA history. It's pretty; they're pretty much doing something very similar to uh, that, but for golf. Um, they teased them, like, they didn't really announce this, like, publicly, but in a memo to, like, all the players privately, they said that they're very excited that they're, uh, about to launch this impending NFT-based platform. Hmm. And, um, the, the PGA Tour called its plans, uh, incremental revenue opportunity for players. So, like, if you're a player and you have a good highlight and you, like, I guess you own that highlight, you make that as an NFT and boom. You're getting paid for doing a highlight, if that makes yeah. sense. I know they're getting paid a bunch of money. Oh, one hundred percent. Um, and also they're they're only they're doing this because obviously they understand they're going to make a lot of money, and uh, they saw the success of NBA Top Shot, and they're like, oh, people are going to want this, and mm-hmm. so pretty much the uh, the PGA Tour has three goals with this NFT collab, or kind of not really a collab, but uh, their creation of NFTs. And the first one is just to make a new fan engagement platform to meaningfully engage with fans. So, like, if you're a huge fan of, say, Tiger Woods and he he and like he sells a highlight, it's kind of like the same reason you'd want like a signed ball or like a signed golf club. It's just because like you love that player and you want like a part of his career. Yeah. And for number two, they want a best-in-class partner to build and promote players' brands. So probably I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the PGA Tour collabs with a huge NFT creation platform to, like, OpenSea to put their their, uh, videos on. And also number three, they want an incremental long-term revenue opportunity for members. So if a lot of NFTs, like, uh, the original creator will make like a cut every time it resells so they're obviously looking to make a lot of money in the future which is pretty pretty smart on the business end but um so pretty much what will these nfts look like uh the tour has a really deep archive of videos and famous history moments from golf so they're pretty much just gonna sell those videos um there's also gonna do personal player nfts and there's actually been three professional or PGA Tour uh, members that have made NFTs already. And it's been Bryson DeChambeau, Tiger Woods, and Jordan Spieth. So, obviously, there's obviously a market for NFTs in golf because uh, famous golfers have already done it. And, yeah, I'm, I, I like golf. I, I'm, I'm not good by any means. <laughs> but, you know, I would appreciate a golf NFT. I could see Wheeler having a golf NFT. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> but uh, Alex, is there anything else you want to finish up with today? Nope, I pretty much finished everything. So uh, yeah, that has been our uh, three news stories each for the final week of December. I uh, hope everyone has a great holiday season. Hope everyone travels safe if you're traveling. If you all are listening to this while traveling, appreciate. I really appreciate it. Uh, would love if you all give us a follow on Spotify. Maybe even give us a follow on Instagram if you want. The, our Instagram is at NFT underscore nation underscore podcast. You know, DMs are completely open. We only have about three, four hundred followers. So uh, DMs are always open. You can just feel free to DM me anytime you want. 
or we will definitely answer. And uh, if you have any suggestions about the podcast, go ahead and DM us as well, or DM us as well, and uh, or email us. That's perfectly fine. And also, we had since we do not have any sponsors on the podcast yet. If you go to our Anchor platform website, you are able to donate to us if you want. You obviously don't have to, but maybe you just want to support some small creators. I'd appreciate it. Um, and yeah, Alex, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Nope, I'm all good. All right, have a good one, everyone. Thanks, guys.